All right, welcome to Thanks for Your Interest, uh, Surviving Career Chaos, a podcast, the episode one, where we're going to be talking about surviving unemployment and our journeys uh, together. So we have Emily and Morgan, three of us worked at a private uh, aerospace company on the sourcing team, or the talent acquisition team. Um, and I feel like this is just a good opportunity for all of us to discuss uh, our frustrations with being unemployed and what it's been like for us and what the steps are going to be um, moving forward. So uh, very excited to bring this to uh, everyone. So I guess we could start by just kind of giving all of our background uh, real briefly. So um, Emily, why don't you begin? Yeah, thanks for that, Elon. And, um, you know, this podcast really started out of a need to feel connected during this time of transition. Um, so we're excited to, to get started and introduce ourselves. Uh, I've been recruiting for the past almost four years. I've worked in aerospace and higher education, and it's um, been interesting <laughs> navigating this time of unemployment uh, when you're so busy and, and really you know passionate about what you do on the day-to-day, -day, and then one day it just kind of disappears. So um, yeah, looking to, forward to diving into that a little bit more. Yes. Um, thanks, Emily. And then likewise, I've been recruiting for about five years now, um, and all within the aerospace and defense industry. Um, and we all kind of, I think people kind of fall into recruiting. And so um, it's not something that you kind of um, see yourself getting into out of college. And so we kind of all fell into recruiting and have been doing it since and, you know, really found that passion for it and, you know, helping people find their dream job where they'll be successful and, you know, happy. Um, and so you put so much into it and, you know, um, kind of on the front line, you know, helping, you know, um, find these candidates for the company and to, like Emily said, have all that be gone within, you know, the matter of a couple hours is, um, you know, it's a lot of emotions, you know, you know, a lot of things go into it. And so like, you know, excited to dive deep into that and, um, see how, you know, we're all feeling as a whole and what it's been like for, you know, the past three months for us, um, being unemployed. Yeah. And yeah, just to interject really quickly, oh, it's yeah. so it's so weird to be a recruiter for a living and helping people get hired and suddenly being on the other side of that and being the one interviewing um, and not being interviewed. It's just such a, a change in your day to day. Um, go ahead, Elon. Yeah, I was going to say that I know um, the three of us are looking to survive unemployment. We've now been unemployed for about three months um, in the aerospace industry. I've been in recruiting for five years to base, you know, within sourcing and directly involved with hiring candidates. And I know a lot of people are going through the same thing. And when you go on LinkedIn, you see, it seems like daily, more and more recruiters are getting laid off. And we even know people who got a job in recruiting after getting laid off only to be laid off again a month later. So it's very, very common. And um, I think that we need to, we started this podcast also as a way, as a space for people like, those in the talent acquisition industry or those in other industries who just can't seem to, you know, figure out how to get a job or, or stay with the company that they just got hired in. So, um, so excited to talk about all this. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to talk about how we are currently surviving unemployment. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about some of our frustrations um, with the job market, uh, some of the judge judgments and kind of stigmas that happen when um, you are laid off or let go from a position. Um, and then we're also going to talk about what we're doing in our day to day and, uh, you know, some positive things that we have uh, going on in our lives, too. 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's start with that, I guess, um, Emily, and um, let's talk about some of the just like the daily frustrations that we go through that I know that people listening also, I'm sure, go through. So we want to make this a podcast where everyone can kind of feel, uh, you know, the same type of, I guess, empathy if you're going through the same thing. So what are some of the frustrations that you, you know, both of you are going through? I think one of the main personal frustrations that's been for me and it's daily is kind of that lack of routine. Um, you know, you have, you wake up, you have your certain, you know, routine that's set for, you know, weekly and things that you need to get done and things that you need to do and then have that all be taken away from you. And, you know, there's not really one thing that, you know, needs to be done um, daily anymore. And so kind of feeling that sense of, you know, purposelessness, purposelessness, that's a word. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's a good word. Yeah, I think that's my biggest frustration that's been daily, um, you know, when trying to navigate through this um, transition and time in my life. Um, and I think another one is also just trying to find that balance between, you know, my personal life and then also trying to, you know, meet the demands of um, job hunting and trying to find a job because I have felt even, you know, through these three months have felt, you know, extremely busy while also not having, you know, a set routine and set schedule every single day. And then trying to um, always just, Feel like there's you know more to do there's more jobs that I can apply to but also trying to you know keep my personal life and you know my social life still um the same um so it's been a huge um frustration or just kind of um something that you know we've kind of been going or I've been going through um daily through this yeah I, I totally agree with that lack of routine um not knowing when to wake up also like it's like do I wake up late now I kind of like job? that I, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> that, that part's been kind of nice but I, when you're, I like you it starting too, your day at 8 a.m yeah. and then you have so much autonomy it's like right it, it, it is difficult no I totally get that and I, I like that as well I like being able to sleep in but at the same time there's just like this this nagging feeling when I wake up like I I have nothing to do today you know like right. and like there's a reason well, I woke up late <laughs> Elon, kind of missing that structure. Yeah, that structure. And Elon, you'd mentioned that you've been going to the gym in the morning and then really spending a lot of your day on LinkedIn. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically I wake up and I, I go to the gym and, you know, at least it feels like I'm, I'm doing something, I'm getting something accomplished for the day, but, um, you know, just kind of going to the point of, of the frustrations I am on LinkedIn quite often and I try and go on for a few hours a day and apply to jobs and it leads to even more intense frustration. And I feel like you don't really get it unless you're unemployed. Like, um, and the both of us have gone through this as well, where you're on LinkedIn, you're applying to job after job after job. And then the next day you're doing the same thing. And the next day you're doing the same thing. And then you finally hear back from a couple companies and it's a no. And then you have this like sensation that, wow, I think I might've just been totally wasting my time of the last few days, spending hours and hours on end on LinkedIn. And now given that we're three months into unemployment and I've been spending hours a day, then it really, really gets even more frustrating um, just with that, with the time that we've spent or that I've spent um, on LinkedIn and applying to jobs or any of the other job seeking sites. So, yeah, I feel that I, LinkedIn has been a tool that is really powerful, but incredibly frustrating. And I think as recruiters, I mean, our last position, we were paid to be on LinkedIn. We were on LinkedIn all day anyway, sourcing candidates, making connections, growing our network and really marketing uh, for our company. And then, you know, as soon as we got laid off, we we're also on LinkedIn all day, but 
it, this is not the fun part of LinkedIn. You know, right. we are, we're doing kind of the same thing, right? We're making connections, we're uh, looking at jobs, looking at the job market, but we're really not getting paid for it. So LinkedIn is such a powerful tool um, and it's, it's um, just a strange feeling to be on the other side of it as a job seeker and not using it, uh, you know, in our professional life. Um, I, I've definitely had to give myself limits on LinkedIn, um, and I'm really just looking for jobs maybe a few hours a day because I end up getting burnt out from it. It's really taxing to, um, one, get rejected from a lot of positions that you spend some time on, uh, and mm -hmm. two, uh, just tailoring your resume and feeling like you have to sell yourself for each of these positions. Um, the market right now is uh, pretty tough. Uh, when I was looking for my last position, maybe a year and a half ago, I mean, I had offers within a week when I decided I wanted to find a new job. And this market is just totally different and very, um, you know, network dependent, connection dependent. And uh, yeah, it's um, been really frustrating to to feel like you were putting so much effort into tailoring your resume and making these connections and just right. really not seeing the fruits of that yet, um, even after, you know, three plus months. Agreed. And before this, um, you know, being unemployed and going, you know, tailoring my resume so much, I had never tailored my resume, you know, towards the job. And I know that, you know, as recruiters, we always tell, I always tell my candidates, you know, to tailor their resume to the job position. But I think the market, you know, previously was, you know, they needed recruiters and, you know, all hands on deck and um, the market was just a lot more competitive than it is now. And so, um you know, and so they pay, you know, they were looking for you. There was, you know, less recruiters and, you know, jobs that were open. And now the market is just so saturated that um, you have to get creative with, you know, how you showcase your resume or, you know, your cover letter, you know, anything else that you're doing so that you can kind of grab that, um, that company's and that recruiter's attention um, and try and make it past, you know, the first round or at least get a call back. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and I know also like for a lot of people in, it's the same thing for people in marketing, for people in sales, even people in tech positions, like you see on LinkedIn, software engineers getting laid off. It's very similar where they were probably used to getting hired. So it's not just talent acquisition. It's just the fact that companies aren't hiring right now. And there's a huge demand right now um, within the job market, within the employee markets or employer-based market right now. Um, and and as you said, Morgan, like, you know, people who have easily been able to find jobs in the past, like us, like other people, have now suddenly found themselves in positions where they are just, you know, doing things they've never done, like tailoring their resumes. So yeah. um, just kind have of Have you guys crazy done time. anything specific or, you know, what are some creative ways that you guys have, um, you know, tailored your resume or tried to grab their attention? Is there anything else that you guys have tried? maybe have has worked or maybe has gone nowhere but curious you know any good stories oh, so good what question. i'll say what i'll say is that i have tailored my resume occasionally here and there it's one of the just frustrating things about not having a job is that i tailor my resume i change things up i make it one page and then i'm like okay i'll put more information i'll make it two pages all right we'll add another bullet point it gets to the point where I just feel like it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what resume I can put in. Like people know what I do. Like you just look at my resume, you get it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's so frustrating though, because like we're recruiters. Like we look at thousands of resumes. Like we know how to make a good resume. We know how to make a resume stand out. Like we know how to like tailor our headlines and like, you know, be, um, stand out. It's like a really great candidate for the job. And it's just like, when those jobs aren't there, it's like, you really, really have to get creative. I know we talked a little bit about um, like messaging hiring managers on LinkedIn too, to 
you know, varying degrees of success. Like I've been ghosted by so many like other TA people and, and managers for positions I'm interested in. And honestly, I get it because you're working on priority positions. I mean, I would have people message me and you, you just can't get to that demand for all the job seekers right now. So um, I feel like, you know, in, in theory, that, that'd be a great way to make more connections and, and sort of get your resume um, seen by the team. But right now, um, you know, these applications are getting hundreds and hundreds of applicants. So um, yeah, it's super hard to stand out. Yeah, yeah, you and you know that so many people are doing the exact same thing as we're doing. Exactly. So like as you said, it's yeah, hard to stand like 30 out. 30 other candidates that I know. Yeah. have the same message as you. <laughs> so I, I want to talk a little bit about like, you know, to try and get into the next point, which is some of the advice we've gotten from the outside. And that also can go into this um, conversation we can have about judgments. But um, have either of you received some good like just talk about some of the advice that you've received from other people whether it's family or friends do you get frustrated when you receive that advice have you received any good advice have you received any bad advice like what does that look like because I feel like I'm just getting advice left and right now that I'm unemployed yeah and it's all like not helpful advice yeah it's yeah. all the same advice they all kind of say the same thing <laughs> and it's things that I feel like I've already thought of or I've been doing and so it hasn't been helpful for me and so it kind of does make me a little bit frustrated or um, just makes me feel like they don't truly understand what I'm going through and what my current situation is like and what it's like to be unemployed because yeah there are more jobs that I can apply to or yeah there are more courses that I can take to, you know, keep my skills up to date and stuff like that. Or, you know, maybe I could go back to school, but um, those are all, you know, things that I have definitely thought of. And it's, you know, easier said than done to go back to school that takes money and without, you know, uh, you know, steady, you know, income coming in, that's kind of hard to justify, you know, going back to school and paying for something right now when, you know, there's kind of already that financial burden, um, you know, on top of you. And, you know, you, you don't know when your next opportunity will come by um, and when that is. And so it is a little, just a little bit frustrating because, and especially with the market right now, I don't think that they understand what it, you know, that there's thousands of applications that I'm fighting against. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, a few, um, just a couple applications that I'm fighting against. And I don't think that they really understand that. And so I think that's more the um, frustrating part of it is like they're coming, they're giving me a piece of advice, but they're not really understanding, you know, um, what the current situation is like. And so um, it's just kind of, um, you know, it's kind of just an unsensitive, you know, advice that they're giving me <laughs> yeah unsensitive and um unsolicited advice yeah everyone yeah, is really exactly. trying to help because I think people feel for like our situation yeah. you know like they know that it's a tough time they know that we're working really hard on this transition and um it wasn't really our choice that we're in this situation but right. we're trying to make the best of it and I think the best advice that I've received are just people who kind of you know listen and um really just reassure me that you know I don't have to you know 24 hours a day be looking for my next position, I can be patient, I can still work on myself and work on, you know, skills to develop my resume and um, really get to where I want to go in the future and also kind of enjoy the time as much as I can without, you know, a restrictive nine to five schedule and, and environment. So, um, you know, people who've right. been really supportive in that way and, and remind me that, you know, my entire life isn't about job searching right now it's just a part of my life um that's been really refreshing and really reassuring um certainly in this time yeah I think that's that's a, a great that's great to hear that 
you know, people would be discussing how to enjoy your life and not being employed because, I mean, for me, it just feels like my, my natural emotion, unless I'm getting distracted, you know, is just like frustration. It's like, what am I doing next? It's anxiety that I don't have <laughs> a job. Is that your innate, innate feeling, Elon? You, sometimes I do feel like, frustrated sometimes I do feel like that I am distracted a lot so it's not like I'm always <laughs> feeling like frustrated and ages I have a good you know a family and friends and whatnot but when I'm just like you know taking a walk I'm just like I can't believe it like I can't believe that I still need I, there's still a path that I need to take in life and it's not I haven't hit it yet and um so yeah but yeah I also wanted to um talk about some of the um just add on to what you both, both of you are saying about advice as well um, because I feel like the people that I've spoken to, my, my friends, my family, uh, they're, you know, I have great friends, I have great family, certainly no ill intent whatsoever from their part. But like, as you said, <laughs> a lot of it is unsolicited advice to things that I feel like I've been doing already. Um, you know, resume updating, um, talking about different industries. Have I considered different industries? Have I considered going into something different? Like, you know, <laughs> from TA to sales, TA to marketing, have you considered this or that? And it's just, I just wanted to scream. And no, I do love everybody that, that I have, I've spoken to, <laughs> but sometimes I do want to say like, no, I've tried that. I have tried that. Like, I don't think I need Do you tell them that, that. <laughs> yeah. or, or do you just take it? You just like take it and bottle it up or are you just like- I, I do, I tell them that, I know, I tell them that in a nice, in a nice way. And I, and I do truly appreciate it, you know, my, the, my, my friends, but um, I tell them in a nice way, like, yeah, I've tried that. Yes, I've tried to apply to this industry. Yes, I, I've done this or that. Yes, I've updated my resume. Like, I don't think there's anything you can say that I haven't tried. So. Also, like people need yeah. to know their audience, right? Like you're talking to people who hire for a living. Like we're not unfamiliar right. with hiring products. <laughs> no, I have some people like <laughs> so sweet of them, but they're like, oh, like oh, I'm so good at resumes. I'll help you, like whatever you need. And they're you know, from a complete different industry, which is brutal. so sweet of them. But you know, they're from the medical industry, and they're like, I'm just so good at resumes, and so you know, so nice of them. But I'm like, this is literally what I do for a living, and I I help people write their resumes too so you know we can help them land them a job or you know be more attractive you know to the hiring manager and so um it's kind of funny too and you know um but like you said they got to know their audience and who they're speaking to because uh, sometimes you just kind of give you know advice without even really um understanding the situation or really having um you know empathy towards you know our uh, situation and I feel like that goes back to what Elon was talking a little bit earlier, that like there's only some things that people who are unemployed understand. Like if people are coming from stable employment or like, you know, they, they're in an industry that, you know, they're they're wanted and, and sought after and there's not like a glut of talent right now, like they're just coming at it from a totally different perspective and trying to be empathetic. But there's some things like when you are unemployed in this day and time that um they just don't understand and are trying to be yeah. helpful um, in ways that maybe aren't helpful, but it's definitely good to, you know, have that support system. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I want to just also point out, I have gotten some helpful kind of advice. I don't know. It's like quote unquote, in that when someone sends me a job where they might know a hiring manager, you know, they might have a connection. That is, I think the most helpful that we've gotten. I, I think both of, you know, we can all agree on that. When someone could actually put us in a position to get a job, that is the most um, that is the most beneficial piece of quote unquote advice. I think I don't even know yeah. if that's advice, but actually, you yeah. know, maybe can overview like a few things that people can do that are helpful for someone who's been laid off or unemployed. So that is a really good one. Like sending a yeah. position where they have a direct connection or there's some sort of like action involved with it. 
because if you're yeah. just sending kind of random jobs, you have no connection. Like we see those, like we're, we're, we're on LinkedIn, <laughs> we're, we're on all the sites. We see those. If you have yeah. a connection or like someone to connect you with, like that's really helpful. Um, or like writing recommendations on LinkedIn or connecting you to other people in our network. Like that's also really helpful. It has to be some sort of like action oriented advice, not just like, Hey, um, you know, I, I'm really good at resumes. you know, let me, <laughs> let me help you. Um, yeah. that's, you know, good intention. Or have you, have helpful. you applied to this job that Meta just posted? It's a recruiter job and it's like 3000, 3000 employees. Right. Oh, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It was or they send you like, like all time. of like the recruiter yeah. positions yeah. that are open. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, kind of like you said, Elon too, like you're on LinkedIn every single day. And so most of these jobs, we, I have um, like, uh, what's it called? I have like alerts set on my LinkedIn mm -hmm. to notify me when new jobs open up. And so I've seen all the new ones. I've seen all the ones that have been there months after months and get, get reposted. And so when people are sending us jobs, you know, 99% of the time we have already seen them and they already have, um, you know, thousand plus applicants yeah. within We might've already hours. applied and gotten rejected from the job yeah. that you sent us. Yeah. Very possible. <laughs> so just to kind of, um, you know, move toward what our day-to-days are looking like. Um, I'm just curious about, you know, what both of you are doing every day. I know I'm, I'm, I'm applying to jobs, right. But how about the two of you, you know, how are you getting through with your days? And are you, are you, and Emily, I know you were saying you're trying to make the most out of your, um, your nine to five now that you don't have a job. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. Um, I, not gonna lie. I've been having a good time. Most of the time. <laughs> um, I went to Mexico city with a friend. I went back to the East coast to visit some family. I was just backpacking in Chile for two and a half weeks. And a lot of these trips I had already planned before I got laid off. So, um, it was nice to have the time, but you know, I don't have a paycheck, which is not great for the future. Right. Um, so I feel like my day to day has been uh, pretty varied. And I know Morgan had said earlier, like it feels kind of busy and I don't know what that comes from. I don't know if that's like starting the day a little bit later or just having so much freedom. Like you can maybe just take more time, you know, like doing the laundry or like sitting down to eat lunch or like hanging out with your, your pets or friends. Um, it, it does feel really busy. Um, so I feel like my day-to-day has been pretty varied, but I definitely need some structure, like going to a workout class in the morning or like having something planned in my day. And like I said earlier, I try to be on LinkedIn or, you know, just looking for jobs, maybe depends on the day, maybe like two to four hours a day. And I feel like that's plenty of time to get some applications in to, you know, see if there's anything new to send some messages on LinkedIn, because any more than that, it just becomes really cumbersome and really draining right. and really sad, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's um, very, uh, yeah, it's very heavy, I think, if you are kind of in the job searching world. It's draining, you know, it's draining, it's draining. and exhausting. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, like you said, kind of heavy. It's just um, puts a lot on you. And so it makes you kind of feel a little bit more anxious when you don't have that yeah. structure and, you know, something, you know, um, set routine to do every single day. But yeah, I, I it's so weird because I have felt so busy in three months, you know, have gone by so fast. But at the same time, I feel like I haven't, you know, worked in forever. <laughs> like I haven't had to do anything in forever. And so right. it's, it's it's kind of just a weird feeling like where I it felt it feels like longer than three months since the last time I worked. But then, um, yeah, it's gone by just so quick and have. And some of the things that I've had planned were pre-planned, like Emily said, too. Some of the trips um, were all pre-planned since before I was um, got unemployed. And so still followed through with all of those. But um, 
tried to still, I worked out every single morning when I was unemployed. So I tried to keep that same um, thing within my schedule. So I'm still trying to work out every single day. Um, obviously, it's a lot later in the morning than I when I was going, but I'm uh, still trying to keep a set schedule um, and stay on top of that and, you know, hold myself accountable to it because that's the one thing that, you know, has kind of made me, it's kind of freed my mind and, you know, mm -hmm. mentally has made me feel better too. Um, other than that, yeah, it's kind of very, done a lot of housework, <laughs> a lot of cleaning, a lot my of house laundry. My house has been so clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's Since um, the layoff happened. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of nice. Laundry's done. Yeah. my partner loves it I don't think he ever wants me to go back to work he's like oh, he has he's dinner happy. on the table the other day I called him when he was on his way home from work and I was like what time you would be home I'll, I'll uh, make sure your dinner is hot and I was like who am I <laughs> why this is my biggest concern for the day like making sure that um dinner's hot for when he gets oh they've gotten so used to it my partner yeah, yeah he was like hey like I've gotten some uh I need some laundry and I'm like oh you have nothing to wear <laughs> like he, he's relied on me now to do the laundry that's been a, uh, yeah that's been a really interesting kind that of needs change so now that both of you, now that we're on this subject about talking about, um, you know, your both of your partners, your boyfriends, um, there is something that might be a little bit unique to me um, that I want to get your perspective on, because ever since I um, got the call, you know, <laughs> that we got laid off, uh, I basically decided just to stall on dating apps. I'm in New York City, and that's like one of the things that I would do occasionally is go on a date, you know, go on Hinge um, or one of the other apps. And I basically decided to stop because I felt like uh, there's a lot of judgment that comes with being unemployed. So I didn't want to have to deal with that judgment going on a date, especially it's a first date. And, you know, the, the, you know, the woman that I'm with on the date might, you know, have a certain perception off the bat and it might ruin any, you know, potential chances. So I've essentially paused all the dating apps uh, until I get employed. So I don't know what you, what, what you think about that. Do you think that's fair? I've heard different perspectives from my friends. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear Elon, because we had talked about this briefly the other day and had an interesting conversation about sort of like, why um why you felt judged by people and like why you decided to pause that because my initial reaction was like you know your work is just a part of your life and it doesn't really define you and if you know you're going on dates and like talking about what you do there's like a lot of other topics of conversation that don't involve work but then there's also like this very real kind of social structure and stigma about people who are not working um, and we've talked about that before like the kind of the judgments and the stigmas that come from um, people who are unemployed so yeah my gut reaction was like oh I just stopped doing that but there's also like a very there's an economic element to it as well you know like dating is expensive and right. like when you don't have a paycheck things uh <laughs> come a little bit harder I've <laughs> um, got to tighten the belt a little bit so yeah I'm curious like what your thoughts are Morgan and, and what your um, network had to say you on yeah and I like how you said that Emily and my I guess um I guess I feel like for first dates, I feel like that's always a topic that always comes up. And I know that it doesn't right. define you and it's not who you are, but it is always a conversation um, that is going to come up on your first date. You know, what do you do for work or, you know, what do you do? And um, there is that stigma against it. Or, you know, sometimes you just are sick of also speaking about it too. I hate when people are, I still get asked that too. And I hate going over, you know, oh, well, I'm actually, I was just actually laid off. And then people's reaction, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And, you know, it's exactly. always the same reaction. And 
Um, so I feel that too, and not wanting to have that conversation, um, even though, you know, I think that we also need to break that stigma and, you know, because mm-hmm. I think there is, you know, people who think that, you know, oh, there's, it was your fault for getting laid off, or there's always, you know, something that you could have done more, whether that was, you know, um, you were unmotivated or you were lazy, or, you know, I think that's the stigma that needs to be broken because, mm-hmm. Um, within our economy right now there's or you know whether it's you know economy you know break or you know burn down or you know um, industry changes or you know whatever else it is there's so many other factors that go into people being laid off and um, I think that stigma is starting to break a little bit just after COVID and you know how many people have been laid off in the past couple of years mm-hmm. um, but there it's still there and I think that you know it's a conversation that's going to be had on your first date and so I guess right. it's really is it that you don't want to have it or is it how are you worried of how they're going to view you after you know you tell them yeah I think the latter a lot of it um I think there's already uh, just a feeling even if it's incorrect of judgment socially when you tell someone like you know we were all yeah. just talking about that I got laid off like oh what do you do for a living oh I nothing <laughs> you know um, <laughs> I look for jobs but, yeah <laughs> um so I think there's even more pressure uh, dating, though, uh, especially as a man. Uh, you know, I think in my perception is that women like to have a man with goals. And I do have goals. It's not as if I don't. But if you're meeting someone for the first time and you say that you don't have a job, then their head in my, you know, what I, I think is going on in their head is that, oh, well, you know, you either you don't have goals or you haven't hit your goals or you're nowhere near your goals. So, and you don't have, you know, a career path and you don't have money. Right. So maybe it's partly just kind of how I think about, you know, men versus women, but at the same time that kind of has, that that has made me feel judged anyway in social settings. So I feel like it's definitely going to make me feel judged on dates. Um, And it's not like I'm, I'm fully against going on dates. I just kind of think it's Mm -hmm. also like kind of a waste of time. Like, would I really be going on a second date with someone knowing that they know that I don't have a job? So I don't know. That's kind of my, that's kind of my, my perception. Um, and Emily, I know you asked about like what, who, what my circle is saying, like my circle of friends when I tell them, I think they're saying a lot of what, you know, what you've been saying that um, it doesn't necessarily define who you are and I should at least try it. Right. That's a lot of people say, mm-hmm. you just try it, like yeah. go on two dates and see how it yeah. is. So I totally you understand to... that. I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah. Because you are going to meet people who are very wrapped up in sort of this hierarchy and status of like your employment and where you work, what you do for work. And that's very important to people as they, you know, think about the future and they are dating and their partner, but then you're also going to run into people who are like, have a job that they, you know, think is okay or are looking for a career transition. And like, you know, you do have goals and you do have motivation and you do have, you know, a lot to offer. And, you know, that would be a shame to kind of miss out on those connections and like kind of be a very authentic version of yourself that isn't tied to, you know, what you do for a living or who employs you because that's, that's going to change ultimately. But you do you, Elon. I, I'm yeah. sure that. <laughs> I think you should go on a couple of dates and then see how it goes. Yeah, and then try relate, it out. Really, yeah. Really back to us and let us know. Also, yeah. if you want to know experiment. Yeah, their initial reactions we're curious about, yeah. you know, what their initial reactions are, um, yeah. you know, and kind of if they're helpful or, you know, if they provide advice or if they're kind of just um, or if they kind of cut you off and, you know, aren't really into the rest of the conversation and the rest of the day after that. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I, would, like, I, I wouldn't want to date that person if I was, you know, yeah. employed or not employed like that person probably sucks. No, yeah. I don't know. If you well, is there, uh, OK, I, just one more one more point on this is that. Um, 
like if I'm not saying that you would do this, but I do think that there are people who have that your mindset that it doesn't necessarily define you, but there is maybe a subconscious bias in there. If they meet, you know, if you're a woman and yeah. you meet a man and the man doesn't have a job and suddenly it's just going to be a little bit less attractive. You know, that's also kind of what, what goes through my head a little bit, even if you are not, you know, just a very non-judgmental person, but I will yeah. consider it. I will consider it and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> what I decide. <laughs> we'll, we'll be waiting for the results of the, the research. Um, yes. Okay. Well, that was a lot of our uh, conversation topics today. Um, I guess the last thing, maybe a, a positive outlook for the future, any kind of final notes or advice to others who might be experiencing the same thing. What do you have, Morgan? Um, that got very I quiet. Say, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I think we kind of mentioned this earlier, but it's just really trying to stay patient, Dan. You know, it's kind of hard, you know, yeah. to not feel anxious because um, you don't know when that next opportunity is going to, you know, arise, whether that's five months from now or, you know, whether it's a month from now. But um, stay patient, Dan. You know, we had, I've had some colleagues who, you know, were laid off again um, in within like four months. And so have been laid off twice, you know, from their jobs. And so um, ultimately you want to, you know, find a job that you're passionate about and that you, um, and a company that, you know, you can see yourself growing with because you don't want to be, you know, find yourself in this position again, you know, um, looking for another job in a few months or even a year down the line. And so um, I think take your time, enjoy it and be patient with it. And also, you know, um, spread out your time. You know, you don't have to go on LinkedIn every single day and, you know, um, feel like you have that pressure to, you know, be applying um, to every single job. Um, I think, you know, maybe set aside just a couple days a week or um, a certain, you know, amount of time a week, whatever that looks like for you, whatever, um, you know, whatever fits kind of in your schedule, but um, don't get burnt out from it either because it is draining and it can be, you know, very, you know, unmotivating to, you know, see rejection after rejection without, you know, anyone um, even, you know, taking the chance to talk with you first, you know, just looking over your resume and, you know, getting rejected. And so um, that's the best piece of advice I have right now. And because, um, you, you know, it's, it's, it's hard out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, Morgan. I think you gave a lot of good piece of advice and it is very tough out there. Um, so it's understandable if you're going to be frustrated um, I, I felt myself just very frustrated a lot of these three months. And um, one thing that's helped me um, and it could help other people, maybe it won't, is just trying to feel like you're being productive in some ways. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean applying to jobs because that might just mean rejected. But it could be as simple as like, you know, going for a walk or it could be as simple as um, writing in a journal. I've done that a few times uh, to help me. And that feeling of productivity is something that you naturally might miss when you lose employment. So if you are able to do it in a way that is gratifying toward you, you know, to you, um, I think that helps with your just mental state as well. So that would be my piece of advice. How about you, Emily? Yeah, I really like that. Thanks, Elon and Morgan. You, I, I'm feeling energized by that. <laughs> be a little patient and find little wins for the day. Um, yeah. I would say my advice is on the um, similar lines. I think it's really demoralizing to be in the job search and um, you know, getting excited about opportunities and then potentially being let down. And I've tried to remind myself that it's, it's okay to feel that disappointment, but then to continue to move on. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't the right position for you. Maybe it wasn't the right team for you. And, you know, that next opportunity is waiting and you just haven't, haven't found it yet. So 
um, I think celebrating the little wins and, and being patient and um, just, you know, making sure that you're in for, for the marathon and, and not the sprint um, is, is really helpful in kind of maintaining your day-to-day -day and, and your attitude. Um, and yeah, this has been a really good conversation, you guys. I'm yeah. looking forward to having more of these and uh, yeah, continuing in the future. Absolutely. And yeah, this obviously um, was a great conversation, as you said, but also just a way for everyone listening to, you know, feel as though you're not alone in this. We know it's a very difficult market. What you're going through, we're going through, maybe you're going through different things as well. Um, but that is the intent of this, um, of this podcast. So um, any final words from you, Morgan? Yeah, just we would love to hear your guys' thoughts as well, too. If there's any guys' topics that you guys want us to go over, if there's anything that you're feeling that, you know, we want to add into our podcast and our next episode, we'd love to hear from you guys as well. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.